0: Welcome to Box Office Culture. I'm your host, Tony Noons. It's been a minute. Uh, we are back. We are back with our regular bi weekly podcast here. Um, and this week, we have a bit of a short episode. Um, we're talking about some of the announcements from this week's, this past week's CinemaCon in Las Vegas. Uh, CinemaCon is an annual conference for movie theaters, it's, uh, it's an exhibitor. Uh, conference basically, I had the honor and privilege of going last year and attending my first CinemaCon. I did not go this year, but the interesting thing about CinemaCon is a lot of the major studios come to play and show the big exhibitors. I mean, you have big movie theater chains and independent theaters like us represented. Um, they show some of some sneak preview footage from some of the biggest movies coming out in the next couple of years to get movie theaters hyped and to also double down on their commitment to the theatrical experience, which is a great thing. Um, And, you know, we went last year, coming off of of COVID and all of these changes in the film industry, the film exhibition industry, which is movie theaters, was uh, kind of in jeopardy. There's a lot of questions about the future. There still sometimes is a question about the future. But uh, by By last year and this year, um, I would say that the the studios are really packing some heat and they're really looking to bring some great big films and new franchises and, uh, you know, big audiences back to movie theaters exclusively to movie theaters, which is a great thing. So we're going to talk about some of the announcements that came out of CinemaCon uh, that we're most excited about here at the United Theater, uh, movies that we hope to play in the next year or two. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up here in the next couple of weeks at the United Theater. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with box office culture. Welcome back. This week with me, as as has been the case in in our last few episodes, I think, is Lee Metzger. This is where you say hi. Yeah, hey, what's going on, everybody? So, Tony, what do you have to say about the
1: allegations that no one wants to be on your show, and that's why I have to keep on doing it? Uh, They're absolutely true.
0: Um, (laughs) Apparently, I'm a terrible person.
1: Well, that's not the case, Tony, and as always,
0: it's an honor and a pleasure to join you. Well, Lee, as, as you know, if you listen to this podcast or, or others on the United Theater Podcast Network, uh, is the host of The Load-In, our other bi-weekly show that you can catch in between episodes of Box Office Culture. Uh, Lee is also doing a bang-up job as our podcast, our in-house podcast producer here at the United, uh, a content creator. He's... he's Doing the social medias here, yeah. If you're, uh, if if you're seeing
1: things on social media, if you're interacting with somebody uh, on DMs,
0: that's all Lebo. It is, and and if you come to the theater in person, which you know, why the heck are you not? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the first faces you'll probably see, uh, at least you know the majority of the week. Yeah, for sure. So Lee, welcome back. I'm Thank excited you. to talk about some of these things. Uh, to structure this episode, I'm I'm using the really technical mm. um, method of pulling up Variety.com's yep. uh, CinemaCon coverage and just kind of going through some of, of the beats here and talking about some of these movies and and uh, what it what they might mean for theatrical exhibition in it's, the future. It's about working smarter and not harder. Totally, You don't need to make your life harder. and no. it already is. I'm trying to make it. You know, Variety.com is is a fantastic. Uh, publication. So I'm happy to utilize it to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I am paying for a subscription after all. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, like I said in the intro, CinemaCon is this amazing, I think it's four or five day conference where you get to meet, you know, everything from the vendors that are making the projectors and things like that uh to the the people making like dolby and the people making the the amazing sound oh yeah you get to they have a concessions oh yeah down to room. the popcorn it's like the popcorn mm-hmm. soda i mean it's really cool um the trade floor and all of that really interesting to see some of the technology that they're making for the cinematic experience yeah. is, is interesting sometimes some of that technology not not so great i i see it and i'm like whoa don't let's not make movie going a theme park yeah. uh, attraction. Smell o vision. Yeah, like ridiculous things. Yeah. Uh, last year, I went with our technical director, Jason Lucas, and we watched the Top Gun trailer in this these seats that move, and it was all I could think. These seats really moved. Mm-hmm. It was like being on Star Tours, the Star Wars ride at Disney World, yeah. the, the OG Star Wars ride. Um, it was like a motion ride, and <laughs> all I could think was. You know movie theaters need to to sell some popcorn and, and candy that's part of it popcorn candy soda, beer oh yeah uh you could not sit in these seats with any of those things because they I would, would be, be livid f- they'd be flailing everywhere and it, it was obnoxious. can you imagine if like our theater had those seats and no, then no.
1: just every day you coming in and seeing the like downtrodden
0: concessions workers who have to go into that theater at the end of every show empty empty popcorn buckets full (laughs) of vomit yeah Yeah. it was rough terrible Uh, it was just the trailer um and we both got off and were like no yeah this is not cool and there's another company that sells things you put in your seat that vibrate your seat Mm -hmm. so like when there's like a shooting scene like your whole seat's vibrating really jarring um there's another
1: company that like when you when you go into the theater itself if you're watching like bad boys 2 they'll attach a bunch of squibs to your torso so as they're getting shot <laughs> it like explodes with yeah. little blood packets i mean these are all it's gr- immersive
0: It it is so immersive uh but uh yeah not not great for for audience uh retention what i was really surprised by a couple years back when i went um
1: Oh, you went to uh, cinema? Club? Oh, yeah, and and oh. I sat in, and and we were able to watch um, Wicker Man, um, and it was it was it was going really well until the bees happened. Oh, yeah, because then they released a bunch of bees into the cinema itself, and a lot of people. One person went into anaphylactic shock because they were allergic to
0: bees, and they were covered in bee stings. Amazing. I yeah, mean, it's like I mean, it's like living my girl in mm-hmm. real life.
1: Yeah, for sure. Which we can all hope to one day. R.I.P. Thomas Probably. Jane. And yeah, do you get guy. that reference? Uh, I assume he was in that movie, <laughs> my Macaulay Culkin's character. Oh, very yeah.
0: good. Yeah, he died when he was uh, attacked by a bunch of bees.
1: Isn't Thomas Jane the Punisher?
0: I think so. Or is and, that and maybe I'm wrong on the name from My Girl? But I Thomas Jane, that that rings a bell to me. You yeah. can look it up while I while I start diving into some of this very actual good. content here. Yeah, um, might as well get into the show. Let's at this get point. into the show, but. uh so another thing at CinemaCon is is all of the major studios do this kind of dog and pony show. Um, it, it's the big show there. It's, it's at, I think, Caesar's Palace. And this 5,000-seat auditorium, they all do a presentation. So like Disney will do a presentation, Warner Brothers, Universal. And they bring out the A-list talent to introduce clips and talk about new projects and things like that. Uh, when I went like Jordan Peele was there, the rock came out like, um, Viola Davis, there's a a ton of people. Um, it was cool this year, much cooler. Um, I'm kind of jealous of, of anybody that got to attend. Well, you're a big Oprah head. Yeah. Oprah. Mm -hmm. So Oprah Winfrey was there. Um, (laughs) didn't mean to scoop you there, but that's fine. Let's start there. So I think this movie comes out in December. It's the color purple. It's not a remake of the movie *The Color Purple*. It's a an adaptation of the musical *The Color Purple*, which I've never I've not seen, but it was a big hit on Broadway, really well renowned. Um, knowing what I know about the film *Color Purple*, I can't imagine *The Color Purple* as a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, this is fantastic. So she came out with some of the actors to introduce the first ever footage. The interesting thing about CinemaCon too is um, the 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 people in attendance are the first people to see this footage ever in the world. Yeah. Uh, We got to watch, we were the first audience ever to watch Top Gun Maverick last year. It was Mm -hmm. the first audience ever shown the entire movie. So it's kind of special and cool. Yeah. My my hope is that the trailers that they showed and things like that, especially for movies coming out this year, that those are released in the next like four to six weeks so we can all see them. Mm -hmm. Um, so the color purple, I'm really interested to see what that, I I think it comes out, like I said, in December, it's a musical. Um, it's, you know, that's, that's kind of a a big winter release, probably one of the bigger winter releases for this year. Um, again, you know, based on Spielberg's film from 1985. Uh, is it
1: going to be like a,
0: like a. Like a like a musical musical, or is it going to be like a jukebox musical? No, it's a musical musical. I believe. I like. I said. Wow. I, I don't know enough. Um, it, it stars Fantasia Barino. Oh yeah, remember her from American, American Idol? Idol? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, there's some people with some real singing chops. chops. Um, uh, her, H E R, she's in the film. Uh, there, there's there's uh, the cast is amazing. Yeah, I bet. but I have no idea what to expect because I haven't seen footage because. Yeah. You know, so is Oprah she's like a EP or something? So Oprah starred in the first movie and I, I believe that she she must be executive producing sure. this. She probably brought it to um brought the brought the project to to its film fruition, I sure. guess. Um but that was a big one. Oprah was definitely not there when I was there. No. Um I can only imagine Oprah walking out and the reaction. <laughs> um, probably everybody would probably get something. Look under your seats situation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get a copy of 1985's *Color Purple* on Blu-ray. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Yeah. She only said it a couple times. She did. Um, the thing that I was most jealous of the attendees getting to see was, um, footage of Ridley Scott's *Napoleon*. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking about this movie for months. Yeah, we've here. talked about it a number of times in this podcast. It's one of my most anticipated movies. Yeah. Um. Because from what I've heard from behind the scenes stuff, it's supposed to be fantastic and what Joaquin Phoenix did with it. And Ridley Scott, you know, he's good at epics, you know, well, gladiator. I think the thing that was most interesting to me about this was
1: it's basically a, a reverse Eric Stoltz situation where like after a few weeks of filming, they were like, oh, we need to change... Uh, like everything
0: about how we're filming this and everything and how it's going to feel but, and how but, it's going to look because but, of Joaquin Phoenix. Exactly. Yeah. Cause of his performance. Performance. Ridley Scott was like, Oh my God, I love what you're doing with this performance. Yeah. Keep doing it. I'm going to rewrite the script or whatever, whatever. Which amazing. Which what,
1: for, for a, can you get a, like, is there a bigger compliment I mean, from like an, from a,
0: you know, superstar director like imagine that. how much this movie costs sony pictures is putting it out uh, oh, yeah. it's a historical epic you know mm-hmm. those are cheap to make right oh for sure yeah, yeah. so um, always on uh on set or uh on location it, jet like, setting exactly cheap yeah. cheap unless they filmed it in the uh what do they call it <laughs> the volume the volume like, yeah. like the mandalorian <laughs> yeah which, it's all on a treadmill in the volume it is um there's one horse just copy pasted. And it was completely written by AI. So mm, yeah. when they were like, let's rewrite this. They were like, no, we're going to have chat <laughs> yeah. which I said I was not going to talk about on this episode. Oh, that's
1: all right. I cut that part out. Damn it. Um,
0: Stick around at the end of the show to hear a little snippet that Tony wanted me to cut. <laughs> so anyway, chat GTP. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but this movie looks great. Uh People I think it's funny that footage. you say
1: chat GPT different every time. Is it GTP or GPT? It GPT. You've, so GTP? You've moved the P and the T around in almost every
0: single uh, conceivable um, pattern so far. You know what I need to keep me straight? Mm, chat GPT. Oh, now I'm doing yeah. it. <laughs> I need an AI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, just what, get the so link. AI is a, we'll, we'll talk about Chat GTP, GPT, whatever the hell. Uh, we'll talk about that on another episode because mm-hmm. I would love to do an episode of this and have a couple other people on as well. Sure. And just talk about the future of AI oh, and yeah. film and what that looks like. Because, hang on, folks, it's gonna oh, be, yeah. it's gonna be interesting. Oh yeah. Um. All right. So back to some of the announcements here. Another huge guest, Timot- Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. I know you're a big Timothy Chalamet Love fan. Love him. So he was there, not, not just for one project, for two. Mm-hmm. First of all, we talked about this a number of times in this podcast too. I Forgive me, but it, it's my most anticipated film. Mm-hmm. So deal with it. Uh, Dune 2 comes <laughs> Leave out. Leave a
1: comment if you hate Tony <laughs> talking about Dune every if, episode. If you hate
0: me talking about Dune, find another podcast. <laughs> it, that's not changing. <laughs> Dune 2 uh, comes out in in November, I believe, Mm. Um, he came out with Zendaya and um, uh, Dennis Villeneuve, Mm. the director. They showed footage of Dune 2, which I'm like chomping at the bits for a trailer here. Um, The first Dune, I've watched that movie so many times. Yeah. um, So I'm very excited for Dune Part 2. That was the first
1: movie after everything kind of opened back up and the theater like going to see movies in the theater was a thing again. That was kind of the first movie that I saw that was like
0: whoa, like if I didn't see it in theaters it would have you been have too, to see it a disservice to with it. with that base mm-hmm. of like the Zimmer score and everything yeah. like oh my god, if you don't see that movie in the theater then you have not actually seen that movie. Yeah. Um so and that's a lot, that's what they do at this convention is they show a lot of these movies or in get the best. hype Possible um, setting yeah, and like the, Dolby does all the sound and mm-hmm. projection at this place, which is insane. But it's like here, th- here movie theaters get hyped because we're bringing product to your movie theaters yeah. that are going to bring in audiences because these are not movies you watch at home. Mm-hmm. And Dune Two is is that, and then the other Timothy Chalamet movie is his Wonka movie. Mm-hmm. Now, you know when you hear about this movie, you might be like, oh god. Johnny Depp did a Wonka movie with Tim Burton. It was kind of terrible. Um, you don't touch a classic, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Uh, I got to, they did show footage of this last year. Mm-hmm. And this comes out, I think, in December. Mm-hmm. It's a musical. Man,
1: big winter for movies. It's going to be
0: a good winter. And this is another musical. But yeah. Um, I, the footage that I saw, mm-hmm. it had like Keegan Michael Key in it, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, I can't remember who else, but uh, this movie looks fantastic. It's, it's a prequel of sorts about a young Willy Wonka, obviously Timothy Chalamet is playing him. Um, But my God, this movie looks really good. And then this new footage that they showed, people were raving about and saying, this is going to be one of the biggest movies of the year. Uh, Rowan Atkinson, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. uh, Wow. Olivia Coleman. I think Hugh Grant is the Oompa Loompa in this movie. Yeah. That's, I mean, uh, casting for type, I guess. (laughs) Right. Um, So I'm excited for that one um another That's amazing. another big one which I'm I'm jealous of the people that got to attend Christopher Nolan came out and unveiled Jingleheimer? the first footage of of Jingleheimer yeah. Schmidt yeah, yeah. he unveiled, unveiled the first Jingleheimer Schmidt footage <laughs> um people were appalled uh <laughs> yeah. they said it was tasteless
1: you know whenever i go out people are always shouting
0: there goes John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yeah, they said John Jacob was very underrepresented in this film. And yeah. Christopher Nolan should be ashamed of himself.
1: It was, uh, I feel like everyone leaving was just like, nah, 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 nope. Nah, nope. nah, 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 nah. Anyway,
0: Oppenheimer is the movie that <laughs> exactly he unveiled. That. Uh, so Oppenheimer is his new movie about, you know, the life of of J. Robert Oppenheimer, who created, you know, the atomic bomb mm-hmm. that, who am become death that wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this you know g- the movie looks okay to me. I'm not I don't know. I love Christopher Nolan. I tr- we've talked about that too on oh, here. Yeah. Um, but you know I- I'm excited to see what he does because Christopher Nolan as a filmmaker is is really incredible and really committed to the theatrical uh, model oh, yeah. because he shoots his films in 70 millimeter. We're not fortunate enough here at the United to have a 70 millimeter projector and the ability to show yeah. 70 millimeter film as it's intended. Um, there's
1: for, for those who don't know,
0: what is the difference between like 35 millimeter, 70 millimeter? 70, 70 millimeter is just, it's just bigger film and aspect you, you can ratio. Fit, fit more and it's a wider aspect ratio. Um, like CinemaScope was a thing in the 50s. Um, but you have to show it on film. Mm-hmm. You can't show it in digital. We're oh. we have digital here. We we have no room for for film projectors, unfortunately. There's few places in the country that do. Um, you know, a, a great place not to plug another movie theater, but it's far away, and it, it and they're they're great friends of the United, the Coolidge Corner Theater in outside of Boston mm. is fantastic, and they have 70 millimeter. So. You know, Christopher Nolan films this stuff on 70 millimeter. It gets converted for digital, but it's still an incredible theatrical experience because he's filling the frame with so much. Mm. And then the sound design in these movies, everything. I mean, we talked about Tennant at one point. Oh yeah. The technical precision that goes into his filmmaking is incredible. Uh, He's the kind of filmmaker that when we receive a film of his, I imagine we'll have a letter, a director letter. (laughs) This happens sometimes Mm -hmm. that says, you know, you should really think as a theater about turning the lights down to this and the audio should be set at this. Yeah. Most of the movies we get, they don't say any of that stuff. Here's they're a like,
1: beat up cardboard box with an old hard drive. Right,
0: they're like, the movie's gonna start at this time and end at this time, period. Yeah. But um, occasionally, like the last movie we got that did that was um, the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson and it was like, you should turn your lights up to this to get the most out of the picture because it's a dark film and, yeah. and it's so, supposed to set a mood. That's awesome. Those are filmmakers that are saying, hey, yeah. movies are meant to be seen on the big screen, and that's why we're here. That's why this place exists. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I love all of these, these movies and announcements that are built for that big screen. Um, Barbie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Greta Gerwig, Margot Robbie, and Ryan Gosling were, were there to present footage of Barbie. We've talked about that movie as well. I have no idea where that movie's going to be. I don't either. I I'll tell you what the the teaser. I was like, "Well, this is amazing." The trailer. of the actual trailer. I was like, "I don't know what this is." Mm-hmm. I feel weird about it. It feels it's like o-
1: only gave me qu- more questions. It feels
0: like neon colored West Side Story to, in, in some weird totally, way too. Sure, yeah, like, I don't know what this is. Um, but you know, we'll check it out regardless. Yeah. Uh, I think the uh, they also sticking with the musical themed. They showed the first ever look at at. The Wicked movie, which Mm. stars Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo. Uh, That's going to be huge. I'm not sure when that movie comes out. I think it's next year. Yeah. Um, But it's taken a long time for them to adapt. I feel like that's been in. Yeah. I mean, I saw it on Broadway. Amazing. Sure. So that's going to be a huge hit. Yeah. When that comes out. Um, But then there's a lot of other stuff that was announced or shown. Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter. They showed Transformers footage. Yeah. Uh, they showed the first clip of Melissa McCarthy um, singing Poor Unfortunate Souls from uh, the upcoming Little Mermaid, which we are getting here at the United. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of stuff. There's a- Mission Impossible. Yeah, they showed um, more- um, Martin Scorsese. Killers of the Flower Moon with yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio and De Niro. Um, that movie, unlike a lot of these, though, is- uh, is a straight-to-streaming, theatrical, same-day oh, kind of wow. deal. Oh, wow. So, you know, I I've, I've, have feelings on that. That's kind of surprising. Well, they, I think it's Netflix, maybe, or is it Apple TV? Oh, I, is that like a Scorsese thing? Because Scorsese of, like... likes going to streaming, which is ironic, because Scorsese is like a passionate cinephile. Yeah. Um, But he, yeah, it's like, what's the movie, The Irishman? Yep. That did the same thing, but it's Scorsese, so it's going to be great. Yeah. Um they also got to watch The Flash. It was one of the first audiences to see the new Flash movie, which is supposed to be really great. And I'm I'm glad because it it looks good. The newest trailer is pretty much Batman 3 uh with Michael Keaton cuz Oh, The I, Flash? I feel like the new Flash trailer yeah. is pretty much all Michael Keaton. Yeah. I I know why they're doing that. Um, you know, there's some problems A little bit more little um marketable than the other <laughs> stars of that film. Exactly. Um, but yeah, there's some great stuff. There's some big stuff coming. Uh, stay tuned. You know, we're we're probably going to be showing a majority of these movies mm-hmm. um, here at the United because that's what we do. Coming up in the next couple of weeks. Speaking of big movies, uh, a really big movie opening next week um, that I just want to give a plug to real quick is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Mm-hmm. First two Guardians of the Galaxy movies are they stand among my favorite. Of the Marvel films. Yeah. They're just fun. Um, James Gunn knows what he's doing. He has a great time making these movies. They showed a clip. There was a clip, I I think we shared it on our socials, Mm -hmm. uh, of Rock. A lot of this movie is about Rocket Raccoon's origin story. Oh, yeah. And there was this clip with like this cute otter, a walrus, and a creepy looking bunny Mm -hmm. kind of like laying beaten up um, in this lab somewhere, I imagine talking about like what they would be named if they could pick their names because they're all they're all numbered lab experiments yeah it's a really touching scene and i was like wow this movie! i bet you this is going to be like an emotional guardians movie it sounds like it
1: um everything i've i've kind of seen and and the discussions surrounding it are obviously all about rocket and there is there are there are murmurs and whispers of like are we going to see you know half of the guardians get like wiped out in this one is this kind of gonna be like i think we are putting the kibosh like i can't imagine Zoe
0: saldana said this is her last we know it's dave bautista's last Mm -hmm. um i don't know about chris pratt i I don't know about chris pratt i don't know about um uh well you know groot vin diesel they have him saying i am groot a million times yeah he 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 doesn't need to be there yeah
1: (laughs) but um i wouldn't be surprised if at, at 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 the end of this movie if the Guardians of the Galaxy are split up, like kind of, you know, Paul Walker like drive off into the sunset having their own adventures off screen. Um I, I I wouldn't be surprised if this is kind of like and then, you know, we can maybe get a celeb shot down the road. From Star-Lord. Or maybe Mantis shows up here or there a I short. think so. And, I,
0: I, you know, there's new um, Avengers movies on the horizon. And
1: obviously James Gunn has his hands full with uh,
0: the DC Um Of course, take he took over. over the DC. So I, I would imagine that, that kind I of I hope puts... Guardians 3 is good because I'll tell you what, this phase of Marvel's movies right now has not impressed me. There's none that have stood out. Like Black Panther 2 was just man. It feels a, li- a little MN aimless. And Man 2, meh, you know? So I'm hoping that this is different. Mm-hmm. Um I think the Marvels looks really good. That's coming out in November. Yeah. That looks like a fun movie. Yeah, it does. Um this one looks fun too, so I'm really hoping it is. Um but you know, we'll see. My son loves the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He's got he, good taste. He's dying to see it. So, you know, yeah. we're gonna go see it pretty soon. And then just to just to end and just throw out a couple titles, just so you know what, what else what other big movies are coming. Uh, I just booked today, um, Bo is Afraid, the new Ari Aster movie for two weeks. So starting May 12th, we have that for two weeks, just two weeks. So get in on that one. Uh, Like I said, we're bringing Little Mermaid here on the 26th of May. Spider-Verse, the new Spider-Verse movie on June 2nd. Asteroid City, hopefully opening on June 16th here. And then the big movie uh, at the end of June is the new Indiana Jones movie. Uh, And I just want to shout out if you've not seen the new trailer for the Indiana Jones movie, it is one of the best trailers I've seen in a very long time. It blends the Indiana Jones theme song with, uh, I can't remember which song, Sympathy for the Devil, maybe the Rolling Stones song. It like blends the two together. It is, I watched this trailer and I was like, oh my God, I cannot. If the movie's half as good as this trailer, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a great movie. And to close out the episode, uh, as I was scrolling through Variety looking for CinemaCon news today, I stumbled on this thing from um, Steven Spielberg, who just saw the new Indiana Jones movie. Now, you have to realize Spielberg directed the, the first trilogy of Indiana Jones movies and The Crystal Skull, which is not the greatest of the Indiana Jones movies by any means. But he said um, the director... Of the movie, by the way, Mangold, is James Mangold, right? who's yeah. an amazing director. He did Logan. Spielberg said, I watched Indiana Jones 5. I loved it. And he told Mangold, and I quote, damn, I thought only I knew how to make one of these. Wow. So high praise from Spielberg there. So th- yeah. that's, that's going to be our big summer movie, I think, yeah. the new Indiana Jones movie. So stay tuned for that as well. It's all about the theatrical experience here on box office culture. Mm-hmm. It's all about the theatrical experience here at the United. So until next week, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Maybe, maybe in a couple of weeks, we'll we'll talk about that AI like we mentioned. Oh yeah, we'll tease AI roundtable. AI roundtable. Maybe we'll invite an AI to be our guest as well. That's a. It sounds like a multimedia experience, and I'm here for it figure out how to make that happen yeah we'll P- do producer lee we'll do yeah okay all right until next time i'm tony Noons. i'm lee thanks again for having me appreciate it talk to you soon bye perfect though All right, all right. Are you ready? Are you recording? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. <clears throat> yeah. All right. I'm just trying to think of my intro. Anything? You want yeah. me to pull up ChatGPT? Yeah. Let's not talk. Try- let's not talk about G T P in this. Um, I don't GPP? want people to know my secret. GTP. Ladies and gentlemen, G, G- we got them. GGG. Caught in 4K. Right. All right. 4K is video, by the way. There's no 4K audio. Sure it is. 4,000 bits of audio. Are you videotaping this and I don't know it? Don't look in the corner. <laughs> All right.